Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know what's going on in the marketing industry, and sometimes it can be quite a bit. So let's get on with it, because there actually is quite a bit today. By the way, I'm your host, Brad Dyster, if you didn't actually know that. And so let's get on with it. All right, it looks like Hootsuite is going to be having better integration with other program systems and cloud software. Uh, so it's going to have integration with content or DAM systems like Box, Dropbox, Flashstock, Google Drive, Media uh, Valet, Microsoft OneDrive, Up Content, and Web DAM. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what all those will bring to it. Uh, it's kind of a great thing. I do love Hootsuite. Hootsuite and Buffer are like my two sweet spots for automation and kind of tracking of different social media accounts and how well each post is doing and trying to figure out the best way to you know get this podcast to be shared more because I know you all love it when you're listening to it. Or at least I assume because no one else is telling me anything and I'm just taking my own advice. Anyways, no, I actually do track it and do listen to everything that people do tell me so it's not out of my out of my mind. Ooh. But yes, it is doing that for more better integration for automizing content, which is always good, making it just a lot easier to post content and, you know, to do what we all marketers do and just make sure we're, you know, getting that ROI up and giving companies a reason for having us still around. Because that's usually what it all is. Like, is this giving us, is it making us money? Yes. Good. You still have your job. Woohoo! All right. It looks like. Uh, Prime Day got basically 74% of all purchases in the U.S. were done through Amazon. Yes, it looks like Prime Day was a pretty good growth, but there's still a lot of room, well, to grow as well. Because of that, it looks like what the data showed is that, estimates is that 13.5% of Amazon shoppers shopped on on Prime Day this year. Uh, it also says that this means that 86.5% of Amazon shoppers did not shop on Amazon Prime Day 2016, which basically means is that there is prime growth, <laughs> prime growth here uh, for it to happen because there's still not a lot. It did generate a lot of revenue for Amazon. It was a really big hit, but still not the ever encroaching big hit that most people think it is still has a lot of room to grow it's still not where it should be and that should be what's taken into account is that it's doing okay it's not doing terribly but it's doing okay the the research and the data shows that it still did make quite a bit of money uh it still did do quite a bit of well Good traffic for heavy Amazon shoppers. That's the ones that are the enthusiasts that love Amazon, that shop on it every day. They're the ones that shopped it the most. But what you want to try to do is you want to try to, for Amazon, I would say, you want to try to convert those that don't do it as much because that's where more of the money's going to come from, except besides your enthusiast, evangelist, or any one of those other ones that say how great it is, how awesome it is. So looking at those numbers, it looks... It's, it's decent. It's okay. It's pretty good for what it is. Um, but average uh, Prime Day shoppers spend about $112 this year, so that's actually pretty good. That's up 9% from the last year. 
um, which was about $54. However, I will say this, from last year to this year, the deals were a lot better this year than last year. They were pretty much terrible last year. They, they were not good at all. They were horrible. Uh, so that probably helped it as well. Uh, so like I said, it's all about what you're going to do to entice the ones that aren't the dedicated hardcore Amazon shoppers to uh, spend more through Amazon, especially on that day and just in general throughout longevity of Amazon. It's going to be around for quite a while, but it's interesting research as well. All right, there's a new Facebook research about, well, about native videos and how the impact of it does for Facebook pages and apparently uh, there's an average of 268% more shares than article links. That's through uh, native videos. Now, that's only if you're actually posting it on uh, face your Facebook page's video section. This is not just linking it through YouTube. Now, domain links don't get as much uh, shares per post. They are kind of... Um, they're kind of neck and neck with there's page links and there's the name domain links, which is a little bit of the same, but they're kind of neck and neck. Uh, photos is a little bit lower, and then text posts are just not good at all. They are awful. Don't ever do it. Have some type of media with it because you are not going to get any traction with that whatsoever. Uh, but yes, photos is not as popular as it used to be anymore. If you're if that surprises you. Well, Maybe you should look at it. But more than half of publishers, about 300 more shares per post, were Facebook videos. Once again, Facebook videos is the best content to share as of now. Now, domain links can actually be great as well, but Facebook video, native video, mind you, is the best way to go from here on out. Live video, I'll put that in as well, is gonna be just as important. But pictures are never are not going to be as important anymore. It's unfortunate because you're going to have to spend more time in creating this stuff. It takes a lot longer and you have to lot a bigger lead time for all this as well. So I would start by generating a strategy for it. But yes, by far, Facebook videos are going to be the future. This is how you're going to be able to get more of those shares. Pictures are just not doing it anymore. Now, links to publisher sites posted by people. Now, this is more posted by people, uh, but not pages get average more likes and comments than pages posted by Facebook video. So, mind you, if you get people to share your domain links, you will get a lot better likes and comments per post, which is always a good thing. You still want more comments than likes, but still it'll generate more of interest to it. I'll also put that uh, post a little bit more up on the algorithms as well. So, with that being said, look at encouraging people to share your content through their Facebook pages or Facebook profiles, I should say. Not everybody has pages. Also, look to do more uh, video content through Facebook because that's going to be the future, folks. Not joking about that. It is the future. Speaking of live video for Facebook, Facebook is actually implementing a new uh, option to 
well, hide annoying reactions and comments. So if you have a troll or someone you just really just don't like, you can do that as well. They're also implementing uh, landscape mode only for iOS right now. So you can do portrait landscape mode eventually for tw for Amazon, Amazon, Android, those A's. Uh, it's going to be later this summer because apparently it's harder on Android than it is on iOS. I just really, I, sometimes I just don't understand why it takes much longer on Android than iOS. But that's up to Facebook. But yes, now you can actually do that. So if you get some annoying comments, reactions, you can finally hide them. This goes for streamers and viewers as well. So yay, more options, I guess. Sure, yeah, fun. All right, there is um, a tool, a Facebook tool that aims to lure people to mobile apps. Yes, it will basically be tracking on what people are most likely to click on and then it will kind of direct them to install the mobile app. Since most people are using their smartphones to buy, share, shop, stock people, things, items online, this is more and more going to be the norm of it and as phones get better and better as time goes on. Uh, Regular computers besides video gaming, I see video gaming still becoming a staple for PC as well, is going to be not so much the norm. So yes, Facebook is going to try to get you to install mobile apps and lure you away because that's what it loves to do. It loves to be like, hey, I know you're on your desktop, but you should try it out on your on your phone. It's great. It's like that sleazy uh, sales guy or sleazy <laughs> used car sales guy. I've got a great car for you. He like spit shines it. And, pops up and it's really not that great but anyways yes it looks like it's going to happen for businesses that's great especially for businesses that are primarily about mobile apps this is even better you also have other options as well you can do that through twitter you also have um firebase that allow you to do post push notifications plus text messaging as well so it should be interesting to see how all this does but this is a new tool um to lure people you know interest in apps that you may have forgotten about you may have been struggling to actually get you know off the ground but facebook is going to help you out hopefully maybe farmville will be a thing again please don't make it a thing again please don't all right i'm going to talk about pokemon go again because well it's on everybody's mind it is launched in japan today it has launched with its first look uh, featured location today as well, McDonald's in Japan, or Japan and McDonald's, whatever it is. And so what this is going to do is going to allow for businesses to be featured locations, which I think is a really great option idea for people. There have been a lot of reports out that it's helped GameStop with um, having 100% more revenue or sales, which is quite a bit. It's also helped Walmart and other stores and other small businesses as well, becoming gyms and whatnot as well. The reason of the success is one, uh, Nanatic did a great job with the app. Also, it rides on the success on Ingress, which is basically the same without the Pokemon. Also, the, the brand recognition of Pokemon and how popular it was in gaming prior to this is also a thing. And for some people, it's just really um, addicting to find Pokemon, going out, finding Pokemon, battling out, doing what you normally did in the Game Boy games you're doing in uh, the augments reality space. Also with that, they also are generating a lot of revenue with the uh, Poke Coins, where it allows you to buy other resources to help you find better Pokemon or Pokemon in general. 
you have that, and they're generating tons of money. It, it's done so well for Nintendo. It's at, it's the ad validation is four billion dollars. That's how crazy insane it's gotten for that. So that's another great thing for it. Uh, do I see it becoming still a success for quite a while? Yeah, I do actually. I, I don't think you're gonna see a lax in interest for this for quite a while. Eventually, will it lose interest? Probably, there'll probably be another game that comes out. But like I said, in the tech space, this happens quite a bit. Do I see this more as a Angry Birds phenomenon for right now? Of course, Angry Birds was, did a really great job for at least five years. It eventually kind of waned in popularity, but that's not to say it didn't do a great job for what it was back then, which wasn't really easy physics type based game. This is more of the new feature of it, and this also is going to help local businesses and more uh, location based SEO, location based marketing, location based advertising to get people to buy it. As I said before, my last week's episode, I can foresee if you can actually play strategic uh, Pokemon in places. Where you're not really selling some product or you're having a really great deal this could be another great thing as well because people can go find their pokemon go oh i might actually need that so i see a lot of that happening if nanactic allows you to place it specifically where you want to do it strategically obviously because strategically is the name of the game here but yes make no mistake if you can be a pokey gym pokey stop whatever it would be great for your business no matter what. Um, just make sure that you are right in the demographics of the people that are actually playing it. Now, it can be varied, but I'm, I would skew it younger because of how video games are usually played. It's usually the younger people that are playing the newer stuff. I'm not saying that older people don't play this game. My mom actually played it a little bit. I don't play it because I just have no interest in it, to be honest with you, but that's just my opinion about it. Do I think it's the terrible game no I think it's well I think it's a great game but like I said before uh, just be sure that if you are going to be doing advertisement it's right for the demographics that you're trying to reach because it's been a very big success and to the hat to Nanatic and Nintendo for doing this it was a great 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 idea all right Liquid Media is actually launching a way for publishers to handle their HTML5 or Flash video ads. Because Flash, thank God, is finally dying, and if you aren't converting over to HTML5, you should. It has um, it has been kind of a sore point in tech because it was great for a while, but there's been so many like vulnerabilities, viruses, malware, all this bad stuff that can be written for it, that it's just been bloated. It also is just bloated, it doesn't work very well. So even though businesses have used it for quite a while and some are probably resisting to going to HTML5, it's time to actually go. Luckily, Liquid will, will help you with this um, to launch solutions that handle Flash as well. Now, many browsers are discontinuing support of Flash. Uh, Mozilla is actually discontinuing it quite soon. Chrome is going to discontinue it as well. Um, it's most likely going to be uh, next month that are actually discontinuing it. That's another interesting news story as well. So Mozilla will not uh, will not be doing it as well anymore. Chrome is following suit soon. Uh, Google's other advertising uh, platforms have stopped supporting it. If you're doing Flash, just 
stop. Just stop in general. Just walk away. Find a way to do HTML5. It is the feature. It's going to be a lot better. And I mean, even Adobe has dropped support for it and is not really doing much with it. So like I said, if you're still using it, please don't. Please use something else. For your customer's sake and security's sake, just don't use it anymore. It's not good. It's not very good. Not good at all. And like I said before, Mozilla is going to stop supporting Flash. Looks like August 2016 is the date for it, but it's going to be killing Flash for good in 2017. It's just had a very slow death. It just doesn't want to die. But yes, be on the lookout for that because more and more browsers are going to start, that means not start, but stop supporting Flash and you need to get your business or just the company you work for in line with it and being like, look, we need to convert over or we're going to be losing customers maybe, we're going to be losing opportunities. And so that's it. All right, I'm going to switch over to Yahoo and mom. Well, it's just really not doing very well with all its products that it has. It has a lot of core assets that are pretty good. Tumblr is the one that just has been lagging. Before it bought it, it was valued at around a billion dollars. Now that was like 2012 when it was still really popular. Now it's kind of relegated as kind of the laughing stock of blogging most of the time. It's more free young kids and other things, other names I will not say on here, but just doesn't have a great reputation in general as well. Uh, the other problem is, is that its ad sets have just not been converting. They've just not been selling it for uh, publishers and brands that actually want to do it. They just don't see the value in it. So what it has done and what Marissa Mayer has done as well has, well, they've gone through the Facebook ad network to help with that as well. So they actually have to send a cut of that ad revenue to Facebook because, I mean, that's what you do with that. Um, the unfortunate thing is, is also you've been using uh, custom ad banners that kind of Yahoo's been using and just being very old tech about it. And that's not the future. It's not looking at what Snapchat's doing. It's not looking at what Facebook's doing or any of the other ones, Pinterest as well, is doing and making sure that they're being in line with what's going on with the ad tech and the digital space. So I see a lot of like a 90s version that they're doing of it. And well, this is kind of synonymous with the company they're with, Yahoo. Yahoo has been behind on the tech for a long time and the company's been lagging. And this is just another reason why. Is, is Tumblr still viable? Yes, but it's been dropping in validation, which is also another bad thing because you're this is sending a signal to advertisers, to marketers, to PR people saying, hey, look, it's you guys look like you're not doing very well. I don't think I'm going to have the reach that I want to, so why should I be doing all this? Unfortunately, if you buy ads through Facebook, you have no choice but to do it through Tumblr, which could be a good or bad thing depending on what you're trying to go after. I'm hoping Facebook still does it well enough where they won't be looking at your um, target audience like 25 to 55 and going, oh, Tumblr is the best place for this because it probably isn't. But yes, they're going through this. I just feel bad for Yahoo because it was a great company for quite a while. It just lost its way and just isn't doing very well. It's, it's sad. I feel bad for it. It's the laughing stock of tech. It really is. Now there's new um, mobile location data that predicts that sports authorities demise reveals actually what other uh, retailers are going to benefit from. 
So with the demise of Sports Authority and Sports LA, actually, even though it's not as talked about as much because it's a smaller company, uh, other sports-centric retailers are actually going to benefit. The ones that are going to benefit the most is Big Five, Dick's, uh, Models, Sporting Goods, REI, and Played Against Sports. But Big Five is the biggest one. Uh, big box retailers, Walmart is the biggest one that's going to actually benefit from this. Target is next, Marshalls, Kohl's, and then Kmart. Interesting Big Five. I've never actually thought it was like the best sporting goods place to go to, but the good thing about it is that it's usually pretty small stores, so they don't have a lot of overhead costs as much as Sports Authority had. Uh, the problem is that with the location-based um, ad tech, it also saw that prior to the bankruptcy um, call, it got actually, well, it got less traffic before that, and then the bankruptcy happened, so there was a 40% decline in overall foot traffic in the year leading to the, up to the bankruptcy and store closures announcement. So that was the problem, is that foot traffic declined, and I never really cared to go to sports store. I never really had a reason why to go to it. I would just go to the nearest one and sometimes it would be Dick's. Sometimes it would be Big Five every once in a while. Um, REI's not very close. Play Again's not very close. Maybe Target, but Target, it's not really, I'm not really there to buy sports stuff. Uh, not Walmart at all. But Dick's would probably be the best one for me. So I usually see this. It's interesting still to see that Big Five is going to basically benefit from this the most um, so what we see from this is that these retailers have to have on-point messaging to say hey you're a sports authority shopper well come over here and we'll give you a certain amount of discount just show whatever and we'll give you a certain amount of discount or don't worry we've got you covered even if sports authority is gone those types of messaging will help and benefit greatly as long as you understand where the Sports Authority audience is, who they are, and going after them with targeted messaging. That's going to be the biggest thing, and that's kind of what the data is showing. All right. All right. Now, LinkedIn News. Looks like LinkedIn's finally going to have video. Yes, video is a big thing in social media. It's been a big thing for YouTube because that is what YouTube is. But... Um, LinkedIn has been lagging behind the video. Twitter's had it. You can kind of do it with Pinterest, but only through native, not native, uh, through third party. LinkedIn finally allowed you to share third party links for video, but not, never allowed you to do native support. Facebook jumped on it, has been really doing a really good job with it, and LinkedIn just has been lagging behind. Well, luckily, it's about to change since apparently they'll be working on several different, they've been working on several different projects for video, which is a great thing. So I would love to see a better integration with that, better native integration with that, and seeing that if they can, you know, bolster that up, make sure that it's working pretty well for what it's going to be doing. And uh, also integrating with Skype and having, actually having like meetings, live video type sessions with it, and doing those types of more professional live video that Facebook doesn't really do and Twitter doesn't really do. Blab doesn't, and I always thought that they should actually buy Blab because it's, it's already a robust uh, platform for live video, and it's more on the professional side as well. But I'd love to see where this goes with it, how well they're going to integrate with Microsoft because that's what Microsoft's buying them. 
see if the deal actually goes through. It's another uh, big hurdle for them as well. And seeing how well their video projects go and where they can actually take it to the next frontier for video. Because video is where it's going to go, folks. You may not like it. Marketers, you, some marketers may be holding out against it because it is a lot of money. It is a lot of startup costs, but that's where it's going. So you just got to deal with it. It's unfortunate. All right, there's some interesting research coming from kind of an ad company that says that you can make viral videos and kind of showing you how to do it. And they made a series of viral video of videos through YouTube that ranked up 34.6 million views. And the reason why is twofold. One is uh, it is kind of the, the cycle, the circle of it, happiness, surprise, and admiration. They kind of use all uh, top emotional responses that make anything go viral. So they did the one where the man fights off Great White Shark in Sydney Harbor. Uh, they also did the one where the uh, snowboard girl chased by bear, which actually I, I saw through Yahoo and other places as well. And they also did uh, lightning almost strikes girl in Sydney as well. Now these are actually all real videos. They're very slick and really well done. Um, also, they did the guy, run, uh, crazy guy runs into Outback Tornado to take selfie. They also did that as well. So these are all very slick, very well made, but they also hit on those emotional marker markers, which actually makes it go viral because you want that kind of happiness, lightheartedness with it. You want that surprise that you weren't seeing that's what we all like to see. And maybe some admiration involved with it as well. But all those markers were hit. Basically what it led to is people sharing it more often to other people and more views and more accounts. And that's how it is. So you may not be able to make slick videos like they are doing, but you can kind of take, uh, take the ideas of what they're doing and kind of try to make it their own. Because you don't want to copy what they're doing. Because that's going to be another thing is like, we've already seen this before. Why are you copying somebody else's work type of a thing? So make sure that you're doing this. Make sure you're on point with this. And make sure that you're actually hitting those emotional markers. markers. And maybe you should uh, figure out and test it, test out different videos and see how what it actually does as well. There's other research for um, YouTube as well that I saw that, uh, that says that using the actually had more views on videos in the front of it and then something and then League of Legends and he, he saw bolster in rank uh, bolster in um, video counts as well so using different types of tricks to game the algorithmic system in YouTube is another way of doing it so apparently using the in the first part of your title will help as well apparently the it makes it official the oh articles now uh, you can get better results through Pinterest ads with their ad options as well. There's visitor retargeting, which individuals who previously visited your site, uh, customer retargeting, which a uh, custom client list, which you can upload and look like targeting an audience that is similar in your profile interest demographics to your client list. Now, visitor retargeting or remarketing, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, it just sound, it, they just try to make it different so it doesn't have so many bad connotations. Now this is going to be a little bit more work for you. Now they have a really great PDF to allow you to do this, but however, you're going to have to have some legal um, documents for this because you are going to be saying, hey, we're going to be tracking you type of a thing. So you're actually going to have to, under to implement that so that people can know. This could be a great thing of retargeting those uh, same customers. Now uh, customer targeting is going to 
uh, you're gonna have to upload a CV, CSV file uh, for, uh, for customers' emails or mobile ad IDs or MAIDs, uh, which define your audience. Now, it has to be a pretty good list. It also has to be somewhere around 100 people uh, as well, so make sure that you have 100 of it's 90, then you're gonna have to redo it again. So make sure that you have a really great list and a big list just in case some of them are actually on there as well. There's also a lookalike targeting, which is a method of targeting that makes uh, this is great, a similar audience based on one of your existing audiences. So if you're looking for a specific audience like this, this one's a good one for you. It will, uh, plus, it it knows um, about pinners and their behaviors. So this one will probably be better for medium size uh, accounts that need to be built up more, ones for finding newer new customers as well, because um, you want to track their behaviors and make sure of it. But I would uh, use try to use in conjunction all of these to make sure that it actually works. Now, like I said before, you need uh, an audience to be 100 Pinterest users to be active. If it's 90, you're gonna have to have more. Um, targeting isn't restricted to audience. In fact, you can target ads based on audience, interest, keywords, or a combination of all three. And I've used this a little bit, and that is true. I use a lot of keywords. I try to use as many keywords as I can think of for um, tech-related or digital coffee-related on my own personal one. Um, I would also use the Google keyword search it's always a good tool. It's always a good one to use to help bolster up things. Because sometimes it's like, oh, what is that? What is that? What is that word? But yes, I would heavily look. If you haven't done Pinterest ads, I would look into it. There, I like their model a lot better than like Facebook's model. Facebook's model always has me questioning on where it places things that I don't know where it's placing, and I'm just nah. All right, now Google has a new update for the AMP or Accelerated Mobile Pages technology that. Basically allows ads to load instantly, yes. Instead of like about a little over three seconds, it's about a half a second for loading. So you're gonna see faster loads on ads, which I guess is cool, but I mean, people don't wanna see ads anyways, hate ads, which I'm trying to do my best to not be so ad laden with everything as well. So I'm trying to, you know, Keep that to a minimum on my site so it doesn't break the content that you want to read, listen to, etc. But yes, they're going to be using AMP technologies to make it load faster on your mobile phone so you can see ads faster. Yay! This is good for publishers and the likes so they can get ad revenue, bad for users because it means more ads load faster. Boo. Boo for boo for customers, yay for publishers and marketers, because this is what we should be implementing is faster ads through mobile so we can get those advertisements out, so we can potentially get customers, and publishers can get paid. It's a win-win for everybody, yay. All right, now we're gonna do some programs, and I actually got quite a few today to you know check out. Now there's a way for you to collect emails on LinkedIn. It's called RabBut, R-A-B-B-U-T. It allows you to customize it and edit and tune your description box to your needs, and then you can paste it into your LinkedIn post as needed. So it's a nice little way of uh, collecting those uh, email lists or emails for your email list that you need to do. Uh, this is great for um, anyone that's doing that for their own personal influencers or for businesses that want to build up email lists through this way 
So I will put this in the show notes for you to check out, but I kind of recommend this as well. There is also a way for you to promote your content to influencers called Q, Q, U, 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 Q, uh, promote. And it, uh, it allows you to share your content with real people with thousands of interested followers across Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+. I like how they put Google+, last. Uh, a lot of, of companies use this Forbes, uh, Entrepreneur, Product Hunt, Inc., Shopify, Buffer. So it's a great way just to promote through influencers as well. What it does is you can create a post for Twitter and other and another for Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, just using your URL and just select the most relevant category and the topic, and then it will manage and keep it all together. Now it is gonna cost you some. Um, this isn't a free service. It's free to sign up though, but uh, ten dollars for to reach ten thousand people plus, twenty dollars to reach three thirty thousand people plus, and then thirty dollars to reach a hundred thousand plus people. Um, now that this can be through different types of different categories, and you can figure that out and depending on what your reach it wants to be. But I'll put this in the show notes for you too. Now this one's for about meetings. Do you hate meetings? Do you hate going to meetings? Do you think they're a waste of time? Well, Meeting Bird is supposed to supercharge it to kind of help um, help it go faster. It says with meetings accountability, so tired of unprotected meetings. With anonymous feedback built into every meeting, Meeting Bird makes it easy to discover meetings that are working well and other ones that are not, which is actually great because you can be like, this is so boring. I don't know why I'm here. Um, they have collaboration tools as well. You collaborate different types of medias, and also uh, all of your content in one place, which is also another great thing, so you don't have to go searching for everything, so you don't have to go through Google Docs, email notes, and all that other fun stuff. So check it out, it's for it's for free, it's called Meeting Bird. All right, there, now, I know it's hard to sometimes get things notarized, and that can be difficult, time consuming. Well, there's a company called Notarize for Business that lets you send and manage your customers' notarizations. So if you're one of those companies that's doing a lot of this, this could be a good one for you. It's a way to, you know, spend, go from weeks to minutes to actually get a document notarized, which I kind of like as well. And it places all your notarized in ways to track customer progresses, transaction deals, and notify by email, which is another great thing. It also gives your customer act access from anywhere in the world which is another great thing so this is a great way especially if you do a lot of this or even some of this it could be a good uh, tool for you to use as well now HubSpot announced an advertising ROI calculator which allows you to see what your mon- monthly budget is I'm expecting CBC, uh, CBC as well um, and this can be used with uh, Google Keyword Planner which is also a great one to use and then target uh, conversion rate to see how much you actually want to get through this and it's, it's all on a slider average sale price lead to customer rate and all this other fun stuff so you can get a free demo of it and try it out um this looks really great it looks very interesting and i'm kind of interested to see how well this will actually do but this will be more data-driven advertisement and budget planning so you can actually pinpoint the planning for all the budgets and make sure that you're on point with this and seeing what risk involved with it as well so i highly recommend checking it out all right now, if you have a WordPress, uh, this could be another one good for you. It's called SecuPress, uh, which is a SecuPress is a plugin that you can analyze and protect your WordPress site daily. What it kind of does is allows you not to be defenseless. What it does is that uh, it protects and secures your sites, anti-intrusions, any type of 
at hacking is blocked and access to your site is controlled. Data, your data is protected and saved in one place. Your reputation, your reputation won't be affected. No more bad SEO spam or malicious content, which is another great thing in business. Your website will remain always accessible and you won't lose money, which is always a good thing because anything can happen and especially hacking is a terrible thing. So if you are on this, I would actually look into doing this as well. Obviously, this is probably not going to be a free service as always. So always check pricing when I put this on there because I'm not saying it's actually going to be it. But it is a, a plugin, so you can do it directly through WordPress. But I would recommend looking for ways to protect your site. It's always a good thing. Yeah, always a really good thing. All right. Are you always trying to find a way to visualize your data for your boss or anybody else doesn't really understand it? Well, uh, visible is a way of actually doing it. You can, you know, chat, learn, connect with the community, explore, exchange stories, get answers, and, you know, collate it into nice, easily readable data for people to understand that aren't so, well, that don't really understand it very well. So I would check it out. Now, up content as well. It's a great way to, you know, find better content with less noise. And so I would try for brands, I would try to see if you could actually get your content on there and make sure that you can, you are making the best brand best content and brand obviously as well also for people uh, there's a simple to do app allows you to you know get work done as easy as simple so if you're looking for a new to do app and you don't like the other ones this one is free just got to sign in through Google Plus uh, or Google because they, they changed it to just be via Google so you know getting work done with a uh, hassle now this is this is this is digital coffee I cannot I would be remiss without sharing that Amazon has announced a new coffee brand called Organic uh, uh, Coffee. So there is several different ones. There's Whole Bean and Grounded. There's uh, a French roast, which is dark coffee. There's also a breakfast blend and espresso roast. So if you do like that, they also come in ground and whole beans. And so I know my marketers love their coffee. And so this is a great way. It's also fair trade which is okay. I would rather they actually go to um, the actual farmer, but fair trade is all right. So it's not bad for the price. It's around $10, but like I said before, fair trade is okay. It's not the best. Fair trade usually means is that you'll give the best uh, the best market value for the bean, but it won't be, might not be the best bean. So if you're looking for a new coffee and you just don't want to go to Target anymore, is another great way of doing it. All right, that's the end of Marketing Blend. Yes, it's been quite a ride. There's just a lot to go through, and I just really couldn't do an actual like tips or tricks, but there's a lot to go through, and so you have a lot of information there. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for Gamers Cafe, where I go through gaming news, because that's always important, especially if you're a marketer and a gamer. All right, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, digitalco77ee. And Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, Vine Digital Dot Coffee, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, and please subscribe on YouTube. Not YouTube. <laughs> well, yeah, do subscribe on YouTube as well. But uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Digital Coffee Podcast is all on there. Subscribe so you never miss an episode of Digital Coffee Marketing Blend or Gamers Cafe. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon. I would really appreciate it. All right, guys, have a good day and. See you tomorrow. Later.